Well, praise the Lord. Once again, here's Pastor Jerry coming to you wherever you're at. We're always, again, honored and privileged to uh, bring the Word of God to you. We're grateful for you connecting with us. And again, like we've been saying lately, just, uh, you know, if you get a chance, connect with us. Amen. Let us know how uh, things are going. Give us a testimony, a prayer request. Praise God. Whatever. We just uh, love to hear from you. Love to connect with you. Again, we're just honored that you're uh, listening and uh, dialing in with us. So for that, we give uh, God praise. Amen. Let's dive right into the Word today again. We're kind of doing like our midweek services. We've been talking about our patriarchs of faith and the things that we can glean and learn from their lives. And let's look at our key verse in chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 10 and key verse, verse 11 says, Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Now, of course, in context, in this text, it was talking about the children of Israel. And really, uh, in all honesty, uh, some of the things discussed in this text weren't necessarily all good things, right? So, uh, in fact, most of it were some of the negative things uh, that we learn and glean from uh, the children of Israel. This is back when they were roaming in a wilderness for uh, 40 years. Now, it says it's for our example, or, you know, kind of a pattern or a type or shadow kind of thing, uh, and written for our admonition. In other words, for our instruction, for our teaching. Amen. And of course, it says, uh, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. In other words, this is something that you're going to, you're going to, you know, can learn and glean from, from here on out. Amen. And that's a neat thing about the Word of God. It gives you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Amen. It kind of shows you things that you can learn to do right, some things that maybe you learn not to do. And the idea of that is to help you praise God so you don't always have to make the same mistakes everybody else has made. Amen. Uh, so that's kind of the cool thing about this. Now, uh, you know, over the you know course of the year here, we've been, uh, at least my time with you in uh, our midweek services, been talking about many of the different patriarchs of faith, people like David, uh, Abraham, Daniel, Gideon, Joshua, and Caleb, Moses, Joseph, Enoch, Nehemiah, uh, Job, uh, Noah, Elisha, and Elijah, Jeremiah, some of the prophets there. Uh, we even uh, talked about um, Paul and Cornelius out of the New Covenant. Amen. And uh, last week talked about Sarah. Praise God. Had a pretty good message. Some, some things about Sarah we learned from. Amen. And a willingness to change. Amen. And, uh, and today we're going to talk uh, about Abel. Praise God. And I'm really hoping you have a heart to hear this today, um, an ear to hear and a heart to receive it. And uh, I just believe um, it, it just some, some cool things that came out of this. I think one of the coolest things I've been enjoying about this series on our midweeks is that, um, you know, even though you kind of think you know some things about different individuals, but when you really get to studying it, really get to diving into it, it's like it opens up a whole thing and, and you start seeing some things uh, for the first time. So to me, that's what's been exciting about it. Amen. I've been kind of every time I dive into this every week, it seems like I'm learning a little bit more about my patriarchs of faith. Praise God. So again, we're going to go to Hebrews 11. Uh, again, because uh, uh, many of our patriarchs of faith are mentioned right there in Hebrews 11. So let's go to Hebrews 11. And... Verse 4, actually, Abel is the first one actually mentioned uh, in, uh, in this text. And I don't know for sure if they were all just kind of written maybe more in, a, in, in an order uh, as far as how they appeared, uh, you, know, in, you know, in Scripture or not. Um, 
you know, or whether it was kind of some things based on some importance. I'm not sure. Uh, all I know is that it seemed like every week I get into somebody and I find this is something that you just got to hear. You just got to learn. You got to get a hold of it. Praise God. And this week ain't no different. Amen. There are some things about Abel. I look at that and I think, man, this has got to be one of the most important things to ever learn. Amen. And so with that said, let's read verse four. Amen. It says, by faith, in other words, by his faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness. In other words, uh, through that, 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 that sacrifice or that excellent, more excellent sacrifice, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. In other words, in a place of right standing, okay? Now, God testifying of his gifts or this offering that he offered, that's what it means, and through it, and it was through that offering, he being dead still speaks. In other words, even though he's gone from us, that offering, that that what he did still speaks to you and me. A lot of times you read that and you think because of the story, which we're going to see here in just a minute, or read part of it anyway, um, you know, when uh, his brother uh, Cain had, uh, you know, murdered him, uh, the word talks about his blood speaking, uh, calling out to God. And in all honesty, though, this text is not really talking about so much that as much as it's talking about the offering that he gave. And what he did through that is what still speaks, amen, about this man's life, amen, and, and things that you and me can glean and learn because he did this by, by faith in God, amen, or by his faith in God. So uh, with that, amen, let's look at a couple uh definitions here. The more excellent uh, sacrifice, the word more excellent is one, actually one key word in the Greek, and it means more in, in quantity or quality. Pro, uh, probably refers to more by quality, but it's talking about a major portion, a greater part, and it means the very best optimum, optimum or optimal uh, or superior. Okay, so this is what he gave a more excellent offering Okay, or sacrifice, amen, that still speaks, amen. See, what happened was Abel gave his best. Abel gave his very best. He didn't hold anything back, amen, and he did it with a right heart, with a right attitude, praise God, amen. These are just kind of some key things. I'm just kind of tossing them things out there because all of this weighs in. When you're when you're serving God, when you're um, offering up your life and your service and, and, and your giving and all the things that you do, Amen. Your time spent with him, your time in prayer, your time in the word. Amen. Uh, we're, we're not to do this thing like some casual, uh, you know, mundane, uh, caught in a rut kind of thing. We're, we ought to be given our best every time we do this. Amen. We do it as unto him. Praise God. And do it for him. Amen. Because of all that he's done for us. And so, uh, you know, I just got to thinking a little bit about this. Not that our message is about uh, about an attitude, but yet. Uh, you know, the thing about attitude really comes into this and um, because this man gave his all. Amen. And, you know, people can have a um, can have a potential uh, that says win. I mean, they can have all kinds of potential, but they can have an attitude that says lose. You know, what I mean, I mean, they have all this potential and yet have a miserable attitude about things. And as a result of it, it just doesn't it doesn't do what it should do. Amen. And so to me, that's just uh, kind of key to uh, keep in mind as we kind of get into this. But let's now go uh, into Genesis and, and read a verse or two here uh, in chapter four of Genesis. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Genesis 4. And I'm not going to read the whole story here. Um, um, I think most of us you know, are aware of the fact that um, Cain and Abel were the sons of Adam and Eve. And um, uh, both the boys uh, were bringing an offering unto the Lord. Obviously, they're older. They're serving. You know, Cain is, um, does more work in the lands, whereas um, um, uh, Abel is more about working with the flocks and, and uh, maybe the animals. Uh, the herds, and um, they both bring bring an, an offering unto the Lord, okay? But verse 4, it says, Abel also brought uh, of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat, all right? And the Lord, it said here, respected Abel and his offering. Now, it goes on to say that the Lord did not respect Cain's, okay? Uh, and of course, that's that was the whole, well, part of the problem when uh, all of a sudden, Cain gets upset. Of course, we know the story. He uh, gets mad and you know gets all worked up uh, about the fact that you know Abel's was received in a sense or respected. I should say it's probably a better way of saying it. Just say it like it is. It's respected. In fact, the word respect uh, means to look in amazement. It refers to to marvel or to admire something, but it refers to somebody you know it, it grab the attention of the father. So when he offered, Abel offered up his sacrifice, there was something about it, okay, about what he did and how he did it, that it grabbed the attention of God, okay? Whereas what Cain did did not grab uh, the attention. It was just, you know, it wasn't necessarily respect in that sense. Now, it wasn't that he gave necessarily a bad offering, okay? It's just that what, what Abel had done uh, and how he did it, all right, which we're going to find out today, okay, that it was something that grabbed the attention of God to the point that the word says that he respected what Abel had done. In other words, it, it was something that brought an amazement or what can I say, a marvel or admired, amen, hallelujah. And so let's, uh, let's take a look at this just briefly, okay? So it said here that he brought, um, he brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat, I'm reading verse 4 again, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Now, there's some key in this because it says the firstborn of the flock. Of course, you know, we just might speed read that and think, well, you know, it's one of the first, uh, you know, it was the firstborn of uh, of that, uh, you know, that litter or whatever. I don't know if that's the right way of saying it, or herd, maybe a better way of saying it. But uh, anyway, it was the first one born, and... So we just kind of speed read that, don't think much of it. But what it's referring to is the first part, okay? So something happened, okay, that was different than what uh, what Abel was doing, than what Cain was doing, okay? Now, Cain also brought an offering, okay? But there was something missing, okay? Um, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't think Cain brought a bunch of uh, miserable, you know, anything miserable or bad to God. He just didn't maybe bring the first port or the best, okay? Maybe I'm kind of getting a little ahead of myself here a little bit. But Abel gave the first part. He gave his best. He didn't give second skimmings, all right? Which is maybe an old cliche. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it means anything to you guys. But, uh, you know, sometimes that's the thing. We don't, if we don't give our first, we don't give our best, uh, then we're kind of, uh, you know, given the second skimmings. And then, then anyway, that's going to make a little more sense when we get into this. Because I believe in all honesty, 
uh, that's what made Abel's uh, something that, that grabbed the attention of God. It was he gave of the first, gave of his best. Amen. And uh, he loved God and, and, and trusted God with his best. Okay. All right. Now, uh, if, uh, um, if we think about it, I just wrote some statements down. Maybe I'll just kind of toss them out here right here. It says this, uh, um, we're not here to necessarily earn God's love or to somehow gain God's acceptance, because in all honesty, uh, we already have that, okay? So this, what he did here was kind of different, and it's not really so much about works, okay, which, again, I kind of feel like I'm just kind of throwing it all out there right off the bat here, um, because it's more about the way he did it, okay? Now, he did give of the first part, okay, but there's a reason he gave of the first part, it's because of the motive behind it, okay? He gave uh, the very best. He gave the very first, the very best, and with his best, okay? He loved God with it. He trusted God with it, amen? And that's probably where there was a little bit of a difference maybe between him and Cain is that Cain, you know, maybe came and brought a bunch of maybe, you know, great things and laid it there, but the problem was it really was, it was everything that was behind it. Okay, and uh, and and maybe this will make more sense as we get into this because it, when I when I kind of got dove into this, I started really seeing uh, really what was coming, what was happening here. Okay, and uh, it's not just about works, which I'm going to really stress that today, but it really is about a heart behind it. It really is about uh, your love for God and and the heart behind that. The the uh, um, the attitude behind it, all right, the, 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 the trust, maybe, that's a big part of it, I feel like, okay, the trust that's behind it when you're giving unto, uh, unto the Lord. Now, again, we're talking about here an offering, uh, but where does that, you know, what does that do for you and me? What does that mean for you and me? Well, it just means that anything that you're doing as unto the Lord, okay? Yeah, it could be, you know, your time spent with God. It could be your service to God. It could be your giving unto God. Uh, you know, how you, uh, you know, conduct life on a day-to-day basis, you know, uh, how, you, you know, how much time are you giving God in the, uh, you know, in the course of a day? And these are all things that kind of weigh into this. And are you doing this with a whole heart? Are you doing this, uh, you know, um, you know, in love for your God, in honor of God, or is it just kind of a mundane uh, every day, you just kind of, you, know, you just kind of, you know, this average mundane kind of thing. And are, are you stuck in a rut? And this might make this makes uh, makes a difference. Okay. Anyway, I keep saying, uh, you know, there's more to this, and I will we'll dive into this here a little deeper here. All right. Let's go to Matthew six, and a common text, but in the light of what we're talking about, we're talking about giving God your best. Hallelujah. The first. Hallelujah. And, um, and I'm just going to say this again, another statement. And again, all this again is going to make sense as we dive in a little deeper here. Uh, but um, God's not moved by our abilities. He's not moved by our business skills, our education, our social or financial status. Um, but more about your love for him and your trust in him. Okay, this is what makes the difference. Okay. So now, with that said, we're going to go to Matthew 6, and I'm going to go to like verse uh, 25 here. 
So verse 25, and it says there, therefore I say to you, do not worry, this is Jesus talking, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow uh, nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit uh, to, uh, to a stature? And so why do you worry about clothing? Cons- uh, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. Uh, neither, uh, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how, uh, or pardon me, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry. Now, so in other words, he sums it up. And I kind of thought about just going directly here, but I just kind of felt like I read all through it. And then he sums it up. Okay. Therefore, do not worry. Uh, you know, in other words, don't worry about your life or take no thought about your life. Now, hang on. Okay, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. In other words, the world, everybody out there. All these things that he's talking about in this text are all things out there that the Gentiles seek after. We all all have need of clothing. We all need of food. We all need of, uh, you know, all these things. But he's just saying they're all seeking after it. They're all chasing after it, okay? But he said that, uh, but, but... your heavenly father knows that you have need of all these things. In other words, he knows you have need of it. Okay. You, you, you know, so there's no reason to worry about it. Okay. So anyway, but verse 33 here, key verse, right? But seek first, but in other words, but in other words, all this, he knows the gent, all the Gentiles are seeking after, and he knows that you have need of it, but okay. But seek first, right? the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, what things? Well, all the things that he talked about, all things the Gentiles are seeking after. Okay, all these things shall be added to you, okay? Therefore, do not worry. In other words, so it's, it's like, uh, like an Oreo cookie, okay? This, you know, we, we, sometimes we read verse 33, we, we, all the cream filling, but we forget about what's, it, you know, what's, being, what's sandwiching this, okay? Well, it's about worrying about your life. Okay, so therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things, sufficient for the days, its own trouble. Now, the point I'm trying to make is this whole text is dealing with the fact that sometimes we get a little over-concerned about our own lives. And you got to remember, God's got your back. Okay, we, we got to remember that, that he's always got your back. You don't have to worry about your life. See, if you will go after him, if you will seek him first, amen, all these things get added to you. And sometimes I think we we forget about that. And so we, you know, we get more concerned about how, what about this? What about that? Our time, our stuff, our families, our jobs, our, the bills getting paid, all the things that we sit to, uh, and sit and sometimes and, and worry about. Then if we just go after God, seek after God, I mean, all this stuff just gets added to you, all right? Now you say, well, what does this all have to do with what we were talking about with Abel? Well, let's look at this. He says, but seek first, okay? This word first here means firstly, okay? In, in the beginning or first of all, right? But it means firstly in time, place, order, or of importance, okay? In other words, 
he, he ought to be, right? Come on. The first one concerning time, place, order. Come on, somebody. And, and of importance, all right? If he's that, amen, then this is what Abel got a hold of, okay? That's why his, was re, his offering was respected. That's why his, what he did is still speaking to us today. Even though he's not with us, but yet what he did and how he did it is still speaking to you and me. All right? And he did this by faith. And really what that means is he did it out of love and out of trust in God. Now, what does that all mean? Well, if you're worrying about your life, you're probably not as apt to give of the first, of the first part, because you're too concerned about things. Let me explain that to you, all right? All right, people have a tendency to hold back. Now listen, people have a tendency to hold back when they're worrying about their lives. Now, what Abel did was gave of his, of his all. He gave his very best because he wasn't worried about his life. Okay, now maybe that's the thing with Cain. Maybe Cain was. Maybe Cain didn't maybe give his very best. Maybe. Okay, or maybe he didn't give of all that he could, because maybe he was holding back something, maybe. I don't know. We don't know that, okay? All we know is that somewhere along the line, because uh, he noticed that God respected Abel's offering and not his. Now, he didn't reject a or Cain's offering, but he didn't put forth the respect. It didn't grab his attention like Abel's did, and it was to the point that Cain noticed it. To the point then that Cain got mad, offended, all right, and took it out on his brother, all right? Of course, that's the bummer of the story, right? But but the point is, okay, Abel did something, okay, concerning his offering that it still speaks. It still speaks to you and me. What did he do? He gave of his best. Amen. He wasn't worried about his life. He gave the first part, the best part. He wasn't concerned about whether he was going to be without. He wasn't concerned about what's this going to do to me? Am I going to have enough? He wasn't concerned about those things. He gave of his best. All right. Now, let me let me challenge you on a few things. Okay. See, our level of love and trust concerning the first part is going to determine our success in our walk in God. Now, let me explain it to you. Here we go. We're called to honor God, hello, with the first part of the day. Okay? So part of our what we do in the first part of the day, okay, determines, okay, some things. All right? Now, I want you to hear this. I'm going I'm I'm to put this out here right now, and I may even repeat it again. I am not talking about works. So if you're hearing what I'm saying to you, like I'm just adding more things to your list of dues, okay, then you're not hearing what I'm saying. Okay? I'm talking about now what's behind it. Because if what's behind it is about giving your all, amen, because of your love and your trust in God, I guarantee you ain't going to have any problem with whatever you do for God, how you, you know, it's going to be right. Okay, there's got to be a right heart. There's got to be a right motive. There's got to be a right 
attitude. There's got to be, I mean, behind this thing, amen, there's a love for God. You're doing this because of your love for God. You're doing this because you trust in God. So that means whatever I do, I'm doing this because my love for God and my trust in Him. God's got my back. So why wouldn't I give my all? Why wouldn't I give my best? Why wouldn't I offer the more excellent sacrifice, so to speak? Amen. Because if that's what speaks, amen, as far as Abel's life, then that same thing is there for you and me. And again, we're not talking about earning, uh, you know, trying to gain acceptance or earn God's love. We've already got that. Amen. But what we're doing, praise God, is bringing pleasure to the heart of God with the way that we're doing things. All right. So again, let's go back to what I was saying. Okay, here we go. We're called to honor God with the first part of our day. In fact, I'm going to bring a verse or two out for these things. Let's go to Psalms. Maybe pull a couple verses out of Psalms today. Psalm 63. Let's see here. Psalm 63. Um, maybe I'll just read a verse, I suppose, for sake of time. It says, Oh God, you are my God. I love this. This is a Psalm of David here. Early will I seek you. Early will I seek you. In other words, First thing, hallelujah, it's a personal thing and it's a very first thing, okay? Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you and my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. I mean, that's pretty, that's like it's almost like desperation almost or this, man, you gotta have it, right? And what, is, what it is, see, it's what's behind it. But he says early, in other words, I'm making this my first priority. Because of my love, my hunger, my trust. Now you think about that, okay, in the sense of the first part of your day. Why wouldn't you give God the first part of your day? Well, Pastor, you don't understand. I just don't have, you know, I don't like to get up that early. Well, I mean, we're talking about for the Lord, right? Well, you know, I, I don't have, you know, I got a job and I work hard. And when I, you know, I, I just, if I do all that, then what's kind of, I'm even more tired. Well, you know, maybe if you gave God the first part, you'd never end up being too overly tired. I know one of the things from my life when it, when it changed in me about the importance of the first thing I do when I get up early is I seek God, I pray. I found out that um, I have more energy through the course of the day. I found out that the things that maybe, you know, you know that maybe I thought maybe sleeping that extra hour or two in bed uh, it was going to give me. Now, I'm not against sleep. Please don't you, you know, you know, walk away from this just thinking I'm telling you, you know, you get, get by with less sleep. I'm just telling you. Put God first. You might be amazed at how re much rest you do get when you do lay down to sleep or how much of your day God empowers you or graces you to do some of the other things. Amen. Now, listen, let's not lose sight of what I said earlier. See, the problem with uh, maybe not seeking God first because we're too busy being worried about our own lives. I think that was, that was the difference maker between Abel and Cain. I think Abel wasn't concerned about his own life. He was more concerned about his love and his trust in God. He knew God had his back. So why wouldn't I give God my best? I don't have to hold back. I don't have to, uh, you know, just give a piece of it. I, I, why not give God uh, my very all and my very best? Amen. I mean, look what he's done. And I think about for you and me, and I think man, how much time, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rolling with this, okay? 
but uh, I'm thinking about uh, when I'm talking to you about rising early and seeking God first thing, giving your best, giving your that more excellent sacrifice in the area of your time. Um, I'm not just talking about a bunch of works. I found that even in my own life, if I do this with the right attitude and the right heart, it's like it, it pays great dividends. And some of these things I'm going to talk about today, I mean, they all have principles that, you know, there's promises that are connected to all of it. But the, the thing I'm trying to bring out to you that the key in all of it is this, this love for God, this, this trust in God. Remember, by faith, Abel offered, in other words, it was by his reliance, his faith, his trust, his confidence in God, amen, that he offered that. So you can't lose sight of that. Remember, then it gets a few verses down there in, in Hebrews 11, talking about, you know, without this, it's, even, it's hard to bring pleasure to the heart of God. Okay, so, so you know that trust, okay, has got to be a huge, huge part of this. Okay, so you're, you're taking your time, that little extra bit of time in the morning, and I'm encouraging about the morning because, again, I'll just kind of toss this out here. Um, a lot of times people say, well, I, I, I'd rather do it in the evening. Well, I found that most people that wait till the evening, um, most of the time, um, you're giving God second, second you know, skimmings. Most of the time, because you're wore out, you're tired. Most of the time you find yourself, you know, can't hardly, you know, concentrate. You can't. And again, you know, you might be just hearing me talking about like works. You know, I'm not talking works. Okay. Not, don't worry about your life. Seek first the kingdom of God. And if you'll do that, okay. God's got your life. He's got your, your best interests in mind. Okay? If you will give God your all, your best, the more excellent sacrifice, okay, the offering uh, like, like Abel did, it becomes something that gets the heart or the attention of the heart of God. Remember, God gave his best. He gave the more excellent sacrifice uh, on our behalf, you know, and I think, you know, why wouldn't we give our best unless we're worried about our own life? So my heart is, and my thought behind this today is to challenge you in where is your heart for God right now? Where is, you know, that, that level of love or commitment or that level of trust in God, where is it at? Amen? And, uh, you know, why wouldn't you give the first part of your day? Why wouldn't you honor God with the first part of your day? You might find that your day goes better. You might find that you actually have more energy, amen, to, to fulfill the day. Amen? And I'm not taking away from your, your study time, your word time, all the things that you want to do maybe later in the evening or something. We're not taking away from that. There's something about when you give God that early part of the day, amen, and do it out of love and trust in him and be amazed at what God, how God will empower you after that. How about this? Not only the first part of your day, how about honor God with the first part of your week? Think about that, right? I mean, a lot of people always got an excuse why they're not in the house of God or not, not gathering with uh, the people of God. 
They got it. Everybody's got a reason. Well, I got this. I got that. I got this. Well, maybe if we, we didn't worry so much about our own life, maybe uh, God would have, you know, got, you know, have your back when it comes time to the rest of your life. That's what he's trying to bring out in that text in, in Matthew. You know, you go after him. You seek him first. All that stuff will get added to you. Well, you know, I, I got another thing. And if I don't, if I go to church, I'll never get to do the things I want to do. Well, wow, wow, wow. Come on now. Come on now. That's not true. You know, things in my life, I got to do a whole lot more in my life after I, I started honoring him and, and ble- you know, giving, you know, of my life and trusting in him, uh, you know, and loving him with my life. I found out I, I got to do a whole lot more after I, I started doing that. Amen. So God had my back. All right. So the more I honored him with my my first part of the day, the more my day uh, went better, amen, the more I honored him with the first part of my week, the better my week went, amen, and all the things I thought, you know, that I may not get to do, I ended up getting to do, because somehow he redeems my time, somehow he makes a way, sometimes he, you know, there's just so many things that God gets involved in, and it makes a way for you to get to do the things that you love to do. But when you worry about your life, you're not as apt to give your all, you're not as apt to, uh, to give your best, okay? And I'm talking about now your, your time. I'm talking about your, your week. You're going to honor God with the first part of your week. Amen. In fact, we're in Psalms. Let's just look at a verse. Psalms 122. I, I like this verse. I don't know. Just to me, it's, again, I believe it's, uh, it's David um, uh, talking here. It's a, uh, you know, again, again, it's a Psalm of David. And he said, I was glad. Verse, uh, Psalms 122, verse 1. He said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's just talking about connecting and fellowship with the rest of the body. Praise God. And uh, there's something about giving of your all. There's something about, praise God, giving God that first part of the week. Amen. There's just something about it. Amen. And I found that, again, that when I did that, God had the rest of my week. Amen. He made sure, praise God, all the things I needed to get done, got done, all the things that uh, you know, I wanted to do, I got to do, and it's amazing how that works. Amen. But but it took uh, a trust in God, and that's where that kind of that that faith and trust comes in, because not only am I doing it out of love toward God, but doing it also out of a trust. Amen. Uh, I've had a many of folks that you know they you know set set aside the. Uh, you know, their their morning and like their Sunday morning, they come to God and, and honor God. And that afternoon, you know, went and did, uh, you know, the thing they wanted to go do. And actually it became a lot more profitable for them uh, because they honored God first. And I can't even tell you how many times people have come to me and talked to me. I'm glad I came to the house of God first instead of going out there and doing with that. And they said that was a lot more profitable Amen. God gave me a blessed afternoon. Praise God. Got to do more in that afternoon than I usually get to do in a whole day, you know, or something. They always had some kind of uh, testimony of showing God's goodness. Amen. As a result of it. But again, you got to trust God with your life, not worry about your life. Amen. And so another thing was uh, trusting God or honoring God with the first part of my substance. Okay. Tithing, giving offerings. I mean, when the increase comes, Honor God with that. Praise God. Uh, we're close. Let's go to Proverbs 3. Amen. Proverbs 3. Verse 9. I think it's a good one. Honor the Lord 
This is Proverbs 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions or your substance, right? And with the first fruits of all your increase. And of course, there's promises. You go on reading further, there's promises attached to all of that. So all these things I'm talking about all have promises. See, they're principles that if you do it, there's promises to it. But today I'm not so much talking about the promises and all. I'm, I'm more talking about the heart behind it all. Because if I will just love God and trust God with my, with my substance and trust God with my increase, God's always got my back. I've had people that are more worried about their life. Well, if I do that, I ain't going to have enough to pay the bills. I thought, man, I, I didn't have enough to pay the bills before. But after I started honoring God with my increase, I mean, I started loving God with my, my substance. All of a sudden, I had money to pay my bills. All of a sudden, I had things that I never used to have. I mean, I grew up, I mean, when I, when I got into this thing, the first thing, I, I was living off top ramen. And that's, I mean, that's where we were at, you know. But we started, we got the principle of honoring God first thing. And instead of worrying about what we weren't going to have, we started honoring God with what we did have. And as a result of it, all the increase came. Now, again, you're probably thinking I'm just talking about works when I'm not. I'm talking about the heart behind it all. That's what made Abel so much different. Abel didn't worry about his life. He, he gave God his best. The first part went after it, gave God and honored God with his best to the point that it, it got God's attention. And he respected that. And it was obvious that he did that. And that's why Cain got upset. It was so obvious, okay? And I'm thinking about when I, as I was going through this, okay, and again, I, like I told you earlier in this, um, you know, the more I dive into these uh, you know, patriarchs of faith, uh, the more it challenges me where I'm at and, and shows me things, reveals things. I think about things that have happened in my life over the, you know, the last 30 years of serving him. And some of the things that God did uh, for my wife and myself, our family. I mean, I got to do things that you can't even explain it. How, how did that even happen for me? But it was, it, was, it was out of, you know, God has your back. God did this for you because of your love and your trust in him putting him first place. And all of a sudden he puts you in positions that you will never, even in your wildest dreams, couldn't have thought that could ever happen. Did things uh, for us and our household, uh, did things for us personally. We got, we get to do some of the most glorious things and get to live and, and, and do uh, all kinds of things that we, we, we're, we're so blessed to be able to do. And all of it comes out of the fact that we love and trust him with the first part, with our time, our energies, our efforts, our substance, amen, our time in the word, our time in prayer. We're doing this because of our love and our trust for him. And it's amazing how he always has our back. Well, I hope you're hearing this. Amen. It's about giving your best. Amen. And trusting God that he's got your life. Amen. Praise God. How about this? How about honoring God with the first consideration of, of all your decisions? Everything that you decide you're going to do concerning maybe relationships, maybe concerning, you know, even emotions. I'm thinking about this, okay, your, your feelings and emotions. How many times something happens and, and it wants to grab you and, and shake your world a little bit. But if you just kind of, um, you know, put God first place. All right, put God uh, you know, as first consideration. 
so you don't get all worked up and worried about things. Even though you may think, what's going to happen here? What about this? What about that? So you don't have to worry about your life. What you do is you just put your, your, your love and your faith toward God. Give God the first consideration. Amen. Just look to Him. Lean on Him. You'd be amazed how God handles all this stuff. And I can't I can even begin to testify enough about all the things that God did for us when, when in one moment it looked like, oh my gosh, you know, all hell's broke loose. And then, but, but just taking a moment and saying, I refuse to go there. And you look up and you put him first place. You seek after him first. And as a result of it, in a matter of minutes, this thing turns around. God has your back. Amen. All because you, you loved him and you trusted in him first. Amen. Gave him first place. Amen. Well, I hope you're hearing this. Praise God. Let's go to uh, let's go back to the new covenant in Mark. Mark's account here. We're gonna go Mark 12, please. And we'll see here how far we go with this. Um, Mark 12, and um, verse maybe 28. Go ahead and just kind of so it kind of sets the stage here. It just says, and one of the scribes came, and having heard uh, them reasoning together, perceived uh, that he had an, he had answered them well. Of course, this is Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. He, he liked how Jesus answered these people. And then he asked him, he said, which is the first commandment of all? Which is the first? Now, this word uh, first, again, uh, is talking about the priority or foremost. In fact, your cross-reference might even say foremost. So now think about this. So which is the, the foremost thing here? Okay, and he said, well, this is it. The first of all the commandments, the foremost of them all is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Okay, and this word one means first, alone, or only. It means uh, every or primary. It speaks of first in significance and first in, uh, of importance. So he's the, he's the priority. Okay, now again, we're bringing it out. It's the first. He's he's the first. Okay, he's 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 first in significance and importance. Okay, now get this. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Of course, he goes on. The second, praise God, is loving those around you. Amen. But the first is putting a love toward God. Now, this word love. Agapeo, which means a, a committed love, okay? Uh, which means, man, you're in this for the long haul. You're committed to this, all right? Because this is key. And this really kind of, again, just kind of feeds into what we've been talking about. And I believe that's the thing about Abel's offering, is Abel was first and foremost committed to God. And that's why he's, I'm going to love you with my best and trust you with my best, knowing that if I do that, you got my back. I don't have to worry about my life. I don't have to be concerned about it. Amen. I don't have to say, oh my gosh, if I give the, my first part here, am I going to have enough? Of course I'm going to have enough because of who I gave my first part to and how I did it. Amen. And it says here, he, God's the highest in significance and priority. And so here's the deal. If he's the highest, then we should give our best. Love God with all. That's what it's referring to. I'm committed with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Amen. I'm giving my all. Okay. So, you know, we've done this before, but we'll maybe just real briefly take a look at this. 
um, you know, love God with all your heart, which is the word cardio. We, we get our word uh, cardio. Okay. So talking about, you know, a lot of times referred to, uh, you know, we, we hear that as like the blood pump. But this is not really talking about the blood pump so much as it's talking about the core or the middle or the center. And it really refers to, if you look it up, it means this. It means the seat of control. In other words, everything comes out of the heart. It's the, it's the core. It's the center. In other words, the, the will of man, so to speak, everything, everything that man does is going to come out of, out of the heart, the core of the center. That's why, you know, you got to feed on, on things that are going to sink down into that heart that begin to con- determine decision-making, determine the seat of control. In other words, if whatever in that heart determines the direction you're going to go, well, then you need to determine what you're going to feed that so it makes sure that you're always going in the right direction. But, so it's the seat of control. So he's talking about, I'm going to love God with all of this. Everything I'm going to do, I'm going to do it because of my love for God and my trust in God. Amen. My commitment to him. And if I do that, amen, God's got my back. I mean, that's, that's just the truth. Amen. If I love him with all, amen, it's amazing how God just has your back. Amen. Things just start working for you. Praise God. Like they're supposed to. Love God with all your heart. What's the next one? Love God with all your soul. Now, this one here is suke, which means uh, breath or vital force. Okay. But it means the seed of feelings. Okay, so the desires, the affections, the seat of the feelings. And this is kind of what I was talking about a little bit earlier. Um, you know, if, if, if you give him first consideration in everything, you know, even when there's something that is kind of going squirrely, something's happening, that's trying to, you know, consume you in the area of your emotions, your feelings, amen, you give him first consideration. You love him with all your soul, okay? Everything that comes out of that, then guess what? God's got your back. Amen. And this is really all about giving your best. Amen. I'm letting him, amen, I'm giving him first consideration. I'm looking to him first. I'm seeking him first. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him the first part. And if I do that, amen, if I love him and trust him with the first part, guess what? He'll lead me, guide me, direct me. I'm telling you what, you want a day that ends up being the way it should and, 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 and manifest the way it should? That's how it works. But if you're more concerned about your life, you think you know that you worrying about your life is going to help, I'm going to tell you what, all it's going to do, all right, is this thing's going to get worse. And, and if your emotions and your feelings are all wrapped up in some situation, Amen. And you're going to be more concerned about your life than you are about going after him or or loving or respecting or honoring or trusting in him. I'm going to tell you what, okay, you take control of that and you see how far that gets you. It don't get you very far. Pretty soon your life don't get better. It gets worse. Okay. Now all of a sudden your emotions and your feelings are all out of whack. Next thing you know, you're making decisions you got no business making. Amen. So you're loving God with all your heart. You're loving God with all your soul. And what's the next one? You love God with what? All your mind, okay? This word actually means deep thought. refers to everything about the imagination, understanding. It talks about the exercise of the mind. But it refers to the seed of reasoning, okay? And if you love God with all, in other words, you're going you're gonna to have that total commitment that even in what you're going to start meditating on and thinking about, reasoning, you put Him first. 
Uh, I guarantee you, you're not going to make so many dumb decisions. Now, we've all had the spirit of stupid get on us. We all understand that because we've all had that. But you have to understand that the spirit of stupid has to have something to work with, right? So in other words, what happens, it starts with, okay, you not submitting or committing your reasoning unto him first. So we're not honoring or loving or trusting him in the area of our reasonings first. What happens is you start going down a different road with your reasonings, okay, your thought process. And next thing you know, spirit of stupid jumps on you and you're making some, uh, you know, some rash decisions and choices that later on you're going to regret. And it happens. And we've all been there. We've all been there. Okay. But there's something about it when you give God first. In other words, when everything, everything in your mind wants to go, you know, go south. Okay. And, uh, you know, but you start, you start saying, I'm going to seek uh, after him first. I set my mind on things above first. Amen. When you do that, all of a sudden, it's like you lasso that, that uh, thought. You lasso that reasoning. Amen. You bring it into sub, uh, subjection. You bring it in uh, to submission. Praise God. And all of a sudden, praise God. Now you're heading down the right road all because you put him first. Amen. And as a result of it, that's what it's referring to about loving God with all your mind. Okay. So not only are you loving God with all your heart or the seat of control, with all uh, your soul, which is the seat of your feelings, or the mind, the seat of the reasoning, it says here too, loving God with all your strength, with all your strength. Okay, what's that mean? Well, it refers to, uh, you know, carrying out something with force or might or extend one's energy in order to carry something out. So he's talking about the seat of one's own abilities. Okay, which is another thing. In other words, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna honor him, love him, trust in him, even in the area of my own abilities. Okay, and when I do that, Amen. All of a sudden, there's an empowerment, Amen, that comes on, Amen, to be able to fulfill what I have to get done, and direction and clarity. All the things that come, because a lot of times, you know, a lot of times when you do things in your own strength, what happens is um, you end up sometimes, you know, not only wore out and beat down because you you know, been pouring your own uh, energies into everything, but sometimes you end up doing a lot of stuff you had no no reason to do. Sometimes that's that's all you know. It just feeds into there. So when you put him first place, all of a sudden he's leading, he's guiding, he's directing. I've had God um, literally uh, show me in you know in a, in a in a day vision how to fix uh, an electric fence. Uh, electric uh, motorized gate opener, I guess it was, a gate opener. One time I thought, how, God, you would think that that would be nothing to him. You know, go out and somebody would just say, well, just go buy another one or just, you know, whatever, you know, that's just, you know, um, and the Spirit of God showed me what to do, how to do it. And I'm thinking, and all it was because I put him first place, sought after him, instead of going running out to try to do something and carry out something in my own strength, I went to him first. And all of a sudden he showed me what to do. And I was able to do that, and I'm no, I'm no, uh, you know, technical or even mechanical, uh, you know, fella at all. I mean, when it comes time to some things like that, it's just better you just I don't get involved with it. You know what I mean? But somehow he showed me how to do it, and when I did what he showed me to do, the thing worked. And all of a sudden, it gave me another—I don't know what it was—another a couple years or something on that particular gate opener. And it all, and it was something that's silly and that's simple, but yet God has your back. 
And maybe that didn't do nothing for you, but I'm just telling you, see, he always showing me that, man, I got your back. I'll show you how to do that. I'll lead you in this. I'll, I'll help you make a right choice and a decision about this. There's no reason for you to have to fail at something, you know, 20 times before something finally succeeds. If we will just love God and trust God with every part of our life and put him first place in every area of our life, you might be amazed at what God begins to do for you, what God begins to open up for you, what God brings to pass in your life. Amen. Let's look at one more verse, and out of Romans 8, have I ever told you how much I love Romans 8? Praise God. Romans 8, please. And we're going to go, well, kind of a common verse, but we're going to hear it now in the light of what we've been talking about today. And of course, he's talking about the help of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God helping us in our inabilities and all this and showing us things and interceding for us and all that. But he said in verse 28, a common verse, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. But it says to those who love God. That's our part. Well, in other words, you know, some, you know, that's not just some surface thing there where, you know, you say, I, I love my wife, I love apple pie, and I love baseball all in the same breath. You know, a lot of times people have no idea. They just kind of surface. I hear that word. This is a word, agapeo again, which means a total commitment, a committed love. Amen. A love that's committed, a love that's that's uh, trusting in him. I mean, I'm committed to you first. So whatever, uh, you know, the, all, er, my everything from here on out is based on my commitment, my love toward you. And as a result of it, you got my back, you lead, you guide. And it says here, all things are working together for good. Well, of course, in context, talking about too, about praying in the spirit, because that's a key part, praying in the spirit of God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my, my commitment toward God. Okay, he's got my back. And as long as I offer my best, give my best unto him, and man, he's going to take care of everything. And obviously he does. All things start working together, coming together. Praise God. Hallelujah. All because of, of, of a commitment toward him first. Because this is, to me, this is what made Abel's offering, hallelujah, so much better. Okay? is because of everything behind it. I'm trusting in you. I'm loving you. With my, with my best, I'm giving you my best because I know, you know, you think about this. Okay, I'm just, just another thought here. Why wouldn't you give your best? Well, if I give my best, I, I'm never going to have that again. Well, what do you mean you're never going to have that again? Well, if I give my best, then, you know, I'm going to be without. No, you know, you're not. You're, you're too busy. See, you're too busy uh, worrying about your own life. You have to understand that, you know, your best today I mean, give your best today is probably going to turn into something even greater tomorrow. And then your best that day, praise God, is going to turn into something greater the next day. See, you got you to have a love and a commitment and a trust toward God, even that he's got your back. You can never outgive God. You can never outserve him. You can never out. I mean, I don't care what kind of offering you're laying down, your time, your energies, your efforts. Praise God. Your decision-making, all of it, you you ain't never going to be able to outdo God. And to me, I got to thinking about all of this, and I'm thinking, this is what really what works. Your time spent in prayer, the reason it works is because of what's behind it. Your time in the Word, 
Why does it work? Because of what's behind it. Your time spent serving or loving others, helping others. How does that work? Because of what's behind it. You're giving unto God because of what's behind it. All right? Your decision-making because of what's behind it. What's behind it? A love for God. A trust in God. Amen. And knowing that if I give my best, amen, he's always got my back. And there's just so much to it. And I hope you had an ear to hear it today. Praise God. Again, we're not talking about just a bunch of works for the sake of of doing, doing more, you know, more works. I'm talking about what's behind it. And we have a, a love for God, an honor for God, a trust in God behind that. And I guarantee you, praise God, you, every time you're going to say, you know, why wouldn't I give my best? Why wouldn't I honor God with my best, with my first part? Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, it just makes total sense. I mean, when you think about it and the things of God, that's, I mean, you want to talk about something that works? There it is. That's what works. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we give praise and glory once again. Thank you for a people of God that had an ear to hear and a heart to receive. Father, it's my heart that they grab hold of this. Amen. That the importance of giving you the first part, the best. Hallelujah. Going after you first. Amen. Seeking you first. Drawing on you first. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you're our all in all. And Father, I thank you that as they grab hold of that, hallelujah, they'll see the importance of that through the promises, hallelujah, through the breakthroughs, all the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the things that you've done and will do and continue to do for them. The Lord God, as they continue to love you with everything, hallelujah, Lord God, I believe with all my heart they're going to see the value in it, hallelujah. And never turn back from it. Praise God. For that, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.